What up, pimps? You are watching the Jack Halford podcast or listening to the Jack Halford podcast. And today I have no idea what I'm going to talk about. But I would like to make sure that you all know that I am doing a workshop next Sunday on Sunday the 11th of February at the Tree Pub in Leicester. It's sold out, so there's not really any point in me telling you that I'm doing that. But we're probably going to do more if it goes well, because it's been popular selling tickets and stuff. I've been doing workshops all over the UK this week, uh, sort of architecture-based ones with a man. uh, Let's call him M, but it's been a very enjoyable process. And I've also been working with an arts org and they've offered me more work helping to support more workshops. So I'm a workshopping cowboy at the minute all over the UK. A lot of fun and I love teaching but this is my main thing, painting and writing, uh, speaking, recording, editing, uh, curating but mainly painting. Painting is what I do, I'm an artist. And that's why I'm able to do all the workshopping stuff because of the experience I've got with the painting. <clears throat> um, but yeah, that's what being an artist is about, is trying to find ways to sustain your practice that feel like you're not selling your soul to a um, pardon me, big corporation or something. So that can be quite soul-destroying working for like a big company who doesn't really care about you i'd rather work for real people and you know the people that are running it you know you can just text them blah, blah, blah. and whatever it's 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 a lot more enjoyable um it's nice when people treat you well and you treat them well and there's a mutual respect for each other's practices and life and interests um it's nice. But yeah, this painting I'm doing is part of the An- Anthro Microscopy series. Um, five of which out of this series is going to be in a group show at Blue Shop Gallery in London, in Oval in London, on Brixton Road, which opens on Valentine's Day. The opening is on Valentine's Day, 14th of February, next month. If you'd like to come, you need to RSVP to, to go to that um, opening. Apologies for the noise, someone's drilling, which is great. It's always good, isn't it? 14th of February is when that show opens. Um, and all of the paintings are kind of to do with the state of the world or processing of that. And my paintings are about taking the microscopic and then turning that monumental and then sort of creating the figurative kind of narratives, but it's still kind of blurry. I'm trying to, you know, um, to help people deal with emotions and feelings that they maybe they're putting off that they really should be dealing with 
I think we all need to deal with stuff and we're all putting stuff off constantly because it's convenient for other people for us not to have problems but really who the fuck cares we're all going to die so look after yourself that's what we should all be prioritizing is the self over um you know really caring about others perceptions of us don't do that i mean it's important to sometimes think about how other people view you but i think most of the time not really that important to be honest is it um, you'll lose yourself in the pursuit of trying to please others uh, should really you know be your own priority it sounds mean doesn't it sometimes it sounds selfish but it's not it's actually not selfish to care about yourself and to love yourself it's actually the best thing you can do because if you spend your time trying to please others they're not gonna reciprocate or appreciate how much time you've been obsessing over their uh, perception of you they really don't give a shit um, so don't yeah do what you want to do do what you want to do with your life because that, that's that's what makes you happier and think about what you want to do and, and why you want to do it that's important too so you've got a job do you like it if you don't try and get another one no it could be quite feel like a bit of a risk to do that you don't have to quit the one you hate straight away but come on man life is short so do something you love um, because discomfort will come. The repetitive uh, monotony of the, you know, unfulfilling work isn't something that will bring you joy. Sacrificing pleasure for sort of, you know, long-term rewards is, is a good thing. But also, you've got to be careful you know which way you do that so say exercising great long-term results but also you get the instant sort of gratification after you get, you get it afterwards but it's long lasting whereas cocaine or chocolate isn't um but it's same with having a shit job if you have a shit job it's not paying you well you're going to get treated like shit you're highly replaceable <coughs> And you're just going to feel like dirt. The best thing you can do is work as hard as you can to get out of that. And if you want a certain job, what you can do is try to get a, try and get a voluntary position in that type of work for a bit. It could be like a, one day a month. And if you did that for six months, you can say you've done that work for six months on a CV. You can get them to be a reference. They're going to be grateful because you've worked for them for free, voluntarily, supporting their, whatever it is, there'll be a reference and then you can get a job. That's how you do it. Takes time and it's, it's having the gift of the gab as well. It really is. And you, there's so many tools you can use in, uh, on the internet. Yeah, 
advice on what to put on CVs. Um, but there's, there's so many jobs out there and people want to fill the, you know, the vacancies. So just go for it. Don't be afraid of jumping out of those jobs if you don't enjoy them as well. Because as I said, life is short. Yeah. look like poppies to me this red kind of like that groovy groovy baby groovy baby I don't really know what I'm painting often I don't I just do it and then it pops out Something pops out. I've got three other canvases down there as well that I've not painted on yet. So if I get really stuck, I just start another one and I come back to it. Yeah. This is generally what they do. Yes. Just play, isn't it? It's just play. I think it's important to play, you know. Truly, truly. So you've got a bit of an orange now. Bit of burnt, there's a bit of blue in it. So it's a bit. It's a bit thick actually, isn't it? But yeah, this exhibition, this group show, it's kind of about the state of the world is today. There's a lot going on. There's war. There's a cost of living crisis. There's a lot of um, mental illness after the pandemic because of isolation. And people are still getting used to that. And a lot of kids that grew up in that time, and I've been working with some of those children in schools, there's definitely uh, been a bit of an effect, I think. But maybe not that much, I don't know. <clears throat> but it's, it's something, certainly something to think about. The uh, effect of the pandemic on people's mental health. What an interesting thing to talk about. Not. You know, something I really need to work on with these workshops is projecting my voice. I'm used to sort of talking a normal, like at a lower volume to do these podcasts, but to do these workshops, I really do need to be projecting my voice loudly so everyone can hear, of course, um, especially if you're doing with them children, because children tend to you know, if, if you're not loud enough, they'll just sort of speak amongst themselves. <coughs> I tend to just raise my voice if they start doing that, because then they just start to listen. They don't want to get in trouble. Yeah. I think it's important to raise your voice, but just not too much. 
because you don't want to traumatize children but it is good to sort of make sure they know who's in charge they do have to learn about respect and listening and stuff and they won't learn anything if they don't listen of course the teaching's new and not new to me I like doing it uh, I remember when I was at uni even one of my tutors said that I should go into teaching so I found myself doing it maybe I'll do a course or something in teaching in the future so that I can actually go and be a teacher or just to help me develop courses that uh, I can make and get other people to teach create online courses and things I think that would be quite interesting yeah <laughs> very slow one today guys I am exhausted having driven about a hundred miles yesterday back home late at night and then I did shoulders at the gym triceps um, then a run this morning so I haven't exercised all week so I thought I'd better go to the gym and do a run maybe gym tomorrow as well just so I'm you know getting it in if you don't get it in then you never you have to be disciplined about it so I suppose on the road I should be trying to exercise the way I could do that is doing it in hotels I think it'd be quite good to maybe record one of these podcasts in a hotel it's just uploading it then but I could upload it at the end of the week I suppose I'm just rambling on. It's not very interesting, is it? No, 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 no. <coughs> what else has been going on? What have I noticed? Hotel breakfasts are a bit... Yeah, I quite like a hotel breakfast, actually. I like the, I like the ones where you can help yourself. Because you can sort of just get how much you need. And also, it's really tempting to take the piss... So the first, the first night I'm at a hotel, I might take the piss the morning after. I might take the piss the morning, first morning I'm there with the breakfast. But you, you have to be careful because if you've got to work in like an hour or two, the food might not have settled and it can ruin your day a little bit. today because I don't know what to say because my mind is not working maybe the fact that I can't really say much is just to show how a lot of people are exhausted this is what I, I say about politics is that because so many people are tired and knackered at the end of the day after all of the work they do they don't have time to be politically aware they just want to put their feet up and stick on a sitcom and and you know sort of just ignore everything that's going on they want to decompress but that decompression can often lead to a depression or a state of apathy 
where they just have this really monotonous life and they don't really have a life anymore it's just this cycle of job home sitcom sleep job home sitcoms and it's really not interesting to me it's why i need to be doing something creative whatever it is even if i can't really uh get ideas out it's still important for me to just do the action the action will lead to something i'm an action man so i wrote the methodicalist uh, methodicalist uh, manifesto about four years ago literally just talking about how action is the most important thing if you don't take action you will just be sitting on your ass and not doing anything you have to do something inaction is the enemy inaction is the enemy to be stagnant and to be static is to not be living we need to be doing something all of the time now that that can overwhelm it can but that doing something all of the time can also just be mindful rest where you're not just sitting and plopping out and ignoring everything but you're sitting there and you're bringing yourself back to the self with the breathing you know and <clears throat> really enjoying every breath and thinking right i'm alive right now i need to go for a walk i need to be outside in nature and that can really make you feel good being out in nature i think um yeah but on that political awareness thing where people are so exhausted they can't be asked of it they're just like i don't want to know i'm a bit like that with everything that's going on but i, I did put this free gaza sign here just because i'm just like you know it's on the mind but i'm not thinking about it all the time but i do just think that it's important to show solidarity with the people of palestine who are mostly children the median age of the population in palestine is 19. that means that half of the population in palestine are under the age of 19. most people in palestine are children and they are having bombs dropped on houses for literally no fucking reason other than that there <coughs> may possibly be terrorists in the buildings if that was in any other country, if that was in a Western country, we wouldn't do that. We wouldn't blow up a building just because there might be someone in there. That's the enemy. But because of where it is, and because of the fact that the population is Muslim, who Israel seemed to not really like very much, they seem to be trying to cleanse this population of Muslim people. And there's other religions and things there, but the majority is Muslim. It's a bit like, uh, it's a genocide, isn't it? Yeah, so it's not very nice. And I don't, that doesn't need to be something that you, that takes over your mind, but just to have it in the back of your head, no, that's not good. A lot of the time, some people will have an opinion of something because they, they think, oh, I better not say this because it might upset them this person or their parent or someone they work with but that's not you being you and being authentic i don't think that's good so i'll always be honest and um i think that's what being a man is about as well it's fucking doubling down on on things you believe in like for me standing up for what is right is uh top priority for me 
just is looking after people that are vulnerable and uh, they might, may not be able to fight, helping them, sticking up for them. That's what being a man's about. Um, yeah, and if, if you're blaming people that are in a worse situation than you for your problems, then you've got some thinking to do, haven't you? Because they're not causing you any problems. If you're blaming people that are poor because you're poor, that doesn't make any sense. Blaming people that are fleeing war for your problems, you're poor or can't find housing. That's just weak, man. The blaming other people for anything, it's just um, having zero accountability for your own life. You can seek help. People will help you, but you have to want want something. You have to really want it and actually work for something. Yeah, it's difficult, but if you truly love yourself, then you'll do it. You'll do the hard work. You know. Um, yeah, it's like I don't like capitalism, but I like earning money. I like earning money and I like going into abundance. I don't like capitalism because it creates a sort of unfair, you know, hard system. But I suppose the alternatives right now aren't very good or haven't been done properly yet. I mean, a lot of people say that, but I, I don't know. I just think it's good to just try and earn as much money as possible so that you can look after yourself and that's financial freedom which creates autonomy and uh, you know that's what I want I want more autonomy over my life sustaining life on this planet requires money especially if you're in the, um, the UK or the US or anywhere else most places on the planet where you need money to pay rent buy food and um, yeah pay rent and buy food that's survival and then you've got the other stuff that is um, entertainment um, buying shelter and food for other people that you like that's literally it isn't it entertainment shelter food you need money for that the more money you have the less you have to rely on other people, the more power you have. With that power, you can help others to get up to that level. Yeah. Working together with other people to all get the things you want is really good. Um, which is why I like working collaboratively. I like the idea of working in the community working together socialization socializing we need that for survival we need love I think being on my own is nice but I need other people I really do because it's hard and they wind you up but it's nice being around other people but people we get on with they have similar interests 
Yeah. That's the thing I've been struggling with this week is a bit of loneliness. A bit, it's quite, yeah. It's been a few times this week where I've, before going to work, I've sort of been like, oh God, what the fuck? You know, what's going on? But, so I managed to pull myself together and just go. And I realised, you know, doing stuff helps. And doing stuff that helps other people, it gives you purpose. So work, work that helps other people is something that I think is a necessity. If your work is, isn't helping people, then that can lead to uh, bad feelings. Like with my dad, he was a carpenter, he built houses and the houses housed families. So he's helping to provide shelter for families and helping people. For me, it's making paintings that help people to deal with their uh, feelings and emotions and also to bring a bit of colour and vibrancy to their interiors to uplift them and hopefully to expand their perceptions make them more curious I think people that are curious and people that are always looking at things and having a very involved you know they are really curious about what's going on in the world. Maybe be happier. It's because they're, they're in action. They're not in inaction. They're in a constant state of curiosity. And they're inquisitive. Searching for something they don't know about and then learning it and thinking, wow, that's an interesting thing isn't it yeah to be learning and evolving and developing is to be living to be stagnant and regressing is not to be living it is okay to do that sometimes when you're feeling down but it is not good for your mind body and soul to be doing that on a regular basis love Discipline is love. <coughs> There's a lot of this sort of very manly, stoic, like discipline, doing something you hate, like you love it. But I think discipline is self-love. It is the act of loving yourself, doing something hard that is going to help you in the long term is self-love. And it makes you feel good about yourself. Uh, just like the runner's high or just learning new skills it's, it's all very very good for you so do it do good things you'll feel good do bad things and you feel bad it's pretty simple easy to forget
green I like this green around here and the way that looks I'd like more of that because I'm trying to make I suppose kind of like a green hill like a landscape but I'm also thinking of like very extreme sort of landscapes like you get in the far depression in Ethiopia on Mars places like Iceland or maybe in Yellowstone where we've got sort of sulphur and different kind of chemicals emerging out of the earth, creating wonderful colours. Because these colours are to be found on the planet Earth. They really are. In animals, in exotic animals like frogs and birds and in different flowers and the rainforest and strange foreign environments, you will find these colours. They are not unnatural. They are very much natural and of this planet. And often people will say these are psychedelic colours, but they do exist in real life. They are tactile things that we can touch with our hands. And you should, probably shouldn't touch some of these things with your hands, but they are definitely real and are definitely in existence. Often, here in England, you will see these colours um, painted on buildings and things and signs, but it's all very square and ordered and it doesn't look as interesting as this because I've made this, it's great. Um, but when, when you use these colours on a painting like this, it can sort of look otherworldly. But these colours do exist in the real natural environments in the world. They do. So it's not just me thinking up these colours, I am looking at real life environments that you can visit. Mm, that's important to me but to be referencing real things not just things out of my head colour is a very interesting thing a lot of people have written about it one of my favourite books is called Bright Earth by Philip Ball very good writer on colour theory talks about the history of colour, the colour making and the chemistry behind it. I would highly recommend that book. I have a copy in my studio at all times to browse when I'm thinking of well, like the word pink for it, uh, for example, the word pink didn't used to mean red and white mixed together to make this sort of light red pink colour we know now, like a hot pink, each of us mean any colour mixed with white. I think it originally browns, actually, which is interesting. Yeah. I often use pink in my paintings. I think it's uh, a pretty colour to use. 
I also really like using oranges and bright greens and contrasting them with darker colours. <coughs> Once you look under the microscope you will start to see lots of different colours, lots of different shapes that you maybe weren't aware that were there, but they are there, they're just very hard to see. Because objects are made up of not just one colour, but sort of lots of different shades and there's lots of tiny little bumps in everything and then you look look at something with a human eye, you don't see that. So that's why I like to really look deeply at things figure out what things are really made of. This is what we're made of. We're made of lots of little things, atoms, all put together. We're made of space dust. Um, we're all made of the same thing. We contain dinosaurs and diamonds and water and we contain everything. We're breathing in old dead people. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> there's a little bit of a dead person in here somewhere because people are cremated and it's airborne. Lovely. <laughs> what, a, what a strange fact. Yeah. I like a minty green. Let me try and make a minty green. There we go. That's kind of a minty green-ish. Depends what type of mints you're talking about. Peppermint, spearmint. Uh, don't know what type of mint they use in mint sauce. Just mint. What type of mint? I don't know. Does it have a funny name? No idea. Suppose I'm thinking of soft mints. Retro. My nana used to always have a mint on her bedside table in case she woke up in the night. She'd mm, have a funny taste in my mouth. I'll have a mint. She was a great she was. Uh, that's that's something as well. There's sometimes old people, elderly people, they have a tendency to talk a lot. Listen, <laughs> listen to them. There's this old boy in the gym, and he does have a tendency to go on and on and on. And I'm trying to work out, but I always listen to him. There's a lot of people that just uh, sorry, I'm going to get on now, but I'm just like, yeah, let's listen, listen, like talking to him. Because I just think when I'm old, and if I'm like that. And that's the only social thing I'm going to have. Oh, I don't want people ignoring me. They make me a bit sad. Like they're uninterested in what I have to say just because of the age I am. Listen to people. That listening ear could extend their life a good few years, you know. Because they feel good because they've talked to someone that they helps them. So listen to old, old, old elderly people. Take them seriously. They are people too. They're not... Uh, stupid or slow they're just aged you know help the aged 
help the aged. It's a pulp song. Do like pulp. <coughs> Jarvis Cock is a bit of a style icon for me. I do like his sort of muskiness. <laughs> Browns. He's quite partial to a corner shop, is Jarvis Cocker. I think he does his weekly shop in a corner shop, wearing his uh, Clark's Wallabies in an ochre colour, with his big uh, yellow sunglasses, and silly hair, with a corduroy jacket on, or some kind of elbow patches. Maybe driving a vintage old Peugeot, or maybe a Polo. I'd say he'd rather have a polo than a golf because he's like, polo is a bit of a different type of, you know, a different feel to it. Not as showy, you know. Still maybe like a Mark One or Mark Two or Mark Three boxy, or a Peugeot Two Hundred Five or maybe an AX, a shit one. My friend's got an AX. If anyone wants some, I think he's trying to get rid of. He might even give it you for free or for very cheap. Is in the Bristol area. Do get in touch if you're after a Citroen AX. I would like a Toyota pickup truck myself. 2.4 litre, 4x4, turbo diesel engine. Well, I don't know if it's turbo diesel or it's just diesel. With a lift kit and uh, wide steel wheels, off-road tyres. Don't really care what the colour is as long as the uh, under it, it doesn't need much welding or anything. They seem to be quite indestructible, those trucks. Thing is, they use a lot of diesel or petrol, so maybe not the best thing if you're trying to be frugal like I am at the minute. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You know, you see a homeless person on the street, a bit like, you know, maybe on something, help them out. Like, doesn't take, doesn't take a minute to nip in the shop and get a bottle of water and a Mars bar and just put it by someone so when they wake up they can have a bit of sugar and get some hydration in them. You know? Yeah, humanise as many. It's about humanising people, humanise people, and you know we tend to go towards people that we um, are attracted to, but often um, we need to help the people we're not. I don't know. Does that make any sense? Just help people. It's good to be helping people to be of service to others. You know. Um, I think in in times of uh, I heard that in times of austerity, people can become more conservative. Um, men like, do their hair like this, and then women will start wearing dresses, and everything will become a bit more traditional. And uh, we may become a bit harsher towards weaker people or people that are having a hard time. But we shouldn't be doing that. We should all be banding together to help each other. That makes us feel good, and it helps other people. And humanity as a whole, yeah. So yeah, some homework actually. 
help help someone that needs help. Don't do anything. You know. You know, if someone falls over, go and see how they are. Uh, see, see someone elderly, just smile and ask them how the day's going. Uh, open a door for someone, smile, use your manners in shops. Ask how, tell people to have a nice day. Sh humanise people, people that are working minimum wage jobs. Don't get pissed off at them doing it it's hard work it's difficult people don't respect other people like they should it's not nice they should be respectful of every everyone cleaners baristas whatever people that work in shops just be nice to them real people it's upsetting to me when people like, i've been rude to people before and i it's not good I, people have been rude to me and i don't like it so best way to combat that is by leading by example and by trying to be as nice to people as you can be it's the bare minimum you can do really isn't it it doesn't cost anything to be nice but it doesn't cost anything to be mean but it makes you feel good when you're nice <coughs> yeah. yeah that's it isn't it yeah there's a lot of fucking people that think they're very trendy and I don't like them because they're fucking rude and they only like hanging out with other people that are like them well, I don't think that's good. I think that leads to a bit of a clique, a bit of a mono culture, you know. A bit like the, uh, bit like what Israel are doing, isn't it? <coughs> they're not very nice. They're trying to pretend to themselves that what they're doing is okay, but it's not, is it? It's like you wouldn't let some little kid punch another little kid that were. Young, if you saw that, you saw a fucking, really fucking knocking them out till they were bleeding, kicking on them, really fucking uh, killing them. Like, you got to fucking go and step in. It's like the whole world is just turning a blind eye to what's going on. I don't like that. I don't think that's very cool. See, if you're a real man, you step in. You know, yeah. you know fuck off. Fucking shout at them, get them to stop. Just like... You know, which is exactly why you should humanise people. Because when you humanise people, other people start to see those people as humans. They're not subhumans, and then everyone starts to realise, oh yes, this is how it should be. So then the Second World War, to start with, people were kind of okay with it, and then it got a bit like, no, actually, no, yeah, fucking hell. Yeah, <coughs> pisses me off. As someone. You know, I have disabilities and stuff, and like back in day, some of the people with disabilities just put in fucking insane asylums and treated really poorly and made full of and felt to feel other than. But now they're not so much, they still, still are, still not have as many rights and still feel like shit. People, people still talk down to them. You know, got a long way to go still. It's better. It's better, it really is. But uh, yeah, everyone's people, man. Everyone deserves respect and dignity. And equality of opportunity. You know, it's difficult sometimes. Some jobs can't be done with someone with no arms, no legs, no eyes, no ears. But you know, 
try and help people. Even if they, so they can just have a go at it once. Not change their life. Patience, isn't it? Patience. Some people don't have patience. <coughs> I think patience is a really important life skill, actually. That we all need to learn and keep practicing as well. That's something that being overworked and givers is this impatience and also this economy of convenience that things like Amazon Prime and the internet in general is given as this sort of expectation that everything needs to be in an instant, which is very unhealthy because delayed gratification and the delaying of getting a service or getting a parcel or a consumer good is a good thing because these things are made by people and delivered by people and it isn't robotic and virtual it's real and tactile it is very much a real thing so if everything is just so fast and convenient all of the time then we start to have these expectations that it should be like that but that's not natural is it it's unnatural yeah <coughs> yeah this this economy of Convenience is something that I'd like to look at further, I think. Maybe do some writing about after this podcast, actually. So look out for that blog post. On the economy of convenience and how it could, you know, help to uh, dehumanise others and create a society where we don't really look after one another but instead start to resent one another because of small differences in skin colour and fucking religion which make absolutely no difference by the way because we've all got more in common than we think we are fucking more common than we think oh great <coughs> sorry my alarm went off there I'm going to have to go out and buy a parking ticket there you go sometimes things are inconvenient which doesn't mean you know, anything really. Things are inconvenient. People just drop dead. If we get used to this economy of um, convenience, it's going to ruin our lives. We need to do things slowly and learn to have patience again. Painting is a great way to practice patience. <coughs> 